Hi, this is Frank Muller, and this is Is It Right or Is It Easy? You can always follow us, connect with us on our website, right-or-easy.com, uh, or listen to us, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Today's conversation uh, is about two of my childhood fantasy heroes, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Um, as a child, I was just simply enthralled by the legend of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday you know, running around the neighborhood as, in my mind, being Wyatt Earp, imagining the gunfight at the OK Corral and staring down the criminals and righteous indignation and protecting and upholding the law and tipping my hat, probably a baseball hat, but <laughs> tipping my hat to the ladies as they passed by. And of course, I dreamed of being dressed in all black, which at the time was my favorite color. That was, to me, what was the West and what manhood were all about. And Doc Holliday, for me, was my invisible sidekick. You see, for Wyatt, I had this physical, visceral view of him, and I could, I could see it in myself. But for Doc, that was not true. I didn't have a visual tactile image in my mind. In my mind, Doc was nothing but words. Words with a certain Southern draw, words of wisdom and encouragement interlaced with a cool ability to shoot dead my enemies who were about to attack me from behind those heathen cowards. Doc has also sharpened my tongue as I sought to destroy forces that conflicted with my view of the world, and that challenge is still with me today. Informed by watching Westerns on TV, this is going to date me, so some of y'all just aren't going to get this, but shows like Gunsmoke and almost every John Wayne movie, and of course, great TV shows like Bonanza and uh, with Hoss and Little Joe, that fantasies, both within my own mind and those created by Hollywood became my truth about the West, and I gloried in its myths and legends. Well, like most good childhood fantasies, uh, that came tumbling down in confusion, despair, and to a certain extent resentment. Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, and others. They're not real. Mm. The destroyers of these childhood fantasies were usually the kids at school where reality is enforced by the bully or simply 
the ignoring of the inconvenient truth by others. The fantasy of the West and of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday were brought down for me by history and the books that contain it. Linked today for your consideration, I am going to refer to a couple of books about these two childhood heroes of mine, both of which in these books I'm referencing peer more deeply into the historical record and more importantly, seek to show how the events themselves formed and defined these men. Randy Lee Hickoff wrote for us, I think, the most compelling telling of Doc Holliday, and it is called The Fourth Horseman. Uh, and there's a great poetic justice in that title. And Casey Turfwiller uh, contributed to us Wyatt Earp, The Life Behind the Legend. Both of these I highly recommend. What I learned about these two great sinners is that their legends understate their lives. Like any person reduced to a simple stereotype or image, the truth is lost and actually often not for the better. Both of these men's are unique archetypes of a distinctly American period of world history. Their images are greatly influenced by the distorted images we have of that period in our American history. Further, their brief, and I mean brief, journey together during that time tells us more about their friendship and trust than it does about the events in Tombstone. This brief missive in no way can tell the story of these men. You'll need to read the books. What I can suggest that you may find upon learning about these men is a number of insights that I was struck by. Number one, our sins and challenges almost always have their roots in our childhood and adolescence. And the impact parents, family members, friends, bullies, books, entertainment like TV shows, they have on us. For better or for worse, we are formed at those critical moments in our development by these factors that then create repetitive neural pathways of seeing and interpreting the world. By no means am I suggesting that we are not responsible for our own actions. I mean, we are. But I am suggesting that there are other culpable parties to our formation in either good or evil or both. 
of these men experience trauma at the hands of others. And it certainly begs the question of what their lives might have been without that trauma. Number two, our perceptions of good guys and bad guys are filtered by our early influences. This is why we can see so many criminals with tragic childhoods as their view of good and bad is strenuously distorted. Wyatt and Doc represent this duality in an absolutely iconic fashion. Both men could easily be on both sides of the quote, law, unquote, as their personal interpretive filter allowed this easy shift in perspective based on the events from their early years. On one hand, they could stare down cattle rustlers and thieves and murderers as beacons of justice. And on the other hand, Wyatt and Doc could lie, they could cheat, they could swindle, they could assault and battery others for personal profit and not see any hypocrisy at all in it. <laughs> it's interesting or sad or both. Number three codependence. We see this in so many destructive relationships where no matter the seriousness of the issues, the two parties seem drawn back to each other in a cycle of destruction like a moth to a flame. This is certainly true for Wyatt and Doc is they each seem to see in the other an image of their own inner demons, and they can sympathize. And ironically, each tries to help the other kill their demons, not recognizing that they are really acting out their own personal pain. Hmm. History is far more interesting than a cliff note version of it. In order to justify political, moral, societal disagreements, it is part of the human condition to render complicated history to a quick soundbite that can then be used to justify one's actions or interpretations. Sound familiar? Does this sound recent? Any robust study of Russian history and uh, the Ukraine will show just how quickly both sides present versions of history that are half true and therefore both are full lies. Our sense of a thing is based on our sense of which half-truth is slightly truer. Now, I'm not saying there's not some expedient utility to such reductionism, but let us not lie to ourselves. It is certainly not the truth. This is why I love 
history. History is seeking the truth of a thing in order to know the truth of things. At the heart of history are people, and those people are guided by their personal interpretation of truth and how to apply that subjective truth to the determination of what is a good or evil action. Instead of judging these people, we should instead see how easily the truth is lost for all of us and how easily we can then come to understand how each of us may have our own comfortable lies, distortions, inversions of history about ourselves and the world around us. We can also come to know that for the grace of God, we ourselves could have been placed and may have been placed into those childhood and adolescent challenges. And we may come to appreciate how that impact is played out decades later in ourselves and in others. We can begin to see that from the moment of conception, to our last breath, we are not alone. And from the mother who takes care of herself as she prepares for pregnancy, to the nurse who gently holds a dying soul's hand as they draw their last breath, every moment is to be used for good. And every moment that is used for bad will always have a consequence. I encourage you to go to the website, and I have attached at the beginning of this missive a picture, a photograph of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. And I love this photograph because it helps possibly change our stereotype of these men. You will notice the big, tall, strong Wyatt Earp on the front row with a fresh new haircut and no beard and no mustache. And yet, those eyes and those hands, look at them. And then on the back row, on the left, there he is, Doc Holliday, in his vigor, the thick, full hair, the mustache, the cold, serious eyes. Hard, young men. And then turn our glances to the women, to Doc's wife slash girlfriend, depending upon who you read. Big nose, Kate, who ironically does not have a big nose. 
that's a different story. And one of the uh, unknown people that is important in the lives of these two men, Crawley P. Dake, a deputy U.S. marshal with them back in that day. And next to Wyatt is an interesting woman. You have sitting before you Wilhelmina. This is Big Nose Kate's sister that people do not often think about. She is a icon for two sisters with their two codependent partners. Think about it. And lastly, next to Wyatt is Allie Earp. But there's no Virgil. This is Virgil Earp's third wife. Where is Virgil? Hmm. So as we close, it is by seeking the truth and then becoming obedient to it that we die to self and can rise to new life. May peace be with us all.